This week's podcast brought to you in part by Audible.com. Get your free audiobook download by visiting www.audibletrial.com slash WDS to choose from over 85,000 titles for your iPod or MP3 player. Please. Hi, I'm Dan. And I'm Doug from Hoobastank. Hi, this is Josie Lorenz. Hi, this is John Bon Jovi. And I'm Richie Sambor. Hello. I'm Tommy Lee. Hi, this is Molly Bryant. This is Alicia Witt. Hey, this is Jennifer Love Hewitt. Hey, what's up? This is Kelly Clarkson. Hi, this is Julie Mann. Hello, I'm Phil Collins. Hi, this is Brandy, the winner of The Apprentice. Hi, this is Chelsea Hobbs. Hey, this is Lindsay Lohan. Hi, this is Joy Nordenstrom of Joy Romance, Inc. This is Alec Baldwin. Hi, this is Christina from Survivor Redemption Island. Hi, I'm Holly Jonathan, creator of Make It or Break It, and you are listening to What Do They Say? Did you hear... Did you hear? Did you hear? Did you hear? Did you hear? What do they say? Now you get to hear what Duvet has to say. Hello again, everybody. You are listening to the official podcast of the What Duvet Said Cultural Entertainment Digest found at whatduvetsaid.com. I am your host, Jason Duplessy, coming at you from Duvet Studio South in the Hollywood Hills of Los Angeles, California. And joining me, as always, is the man who's going to be teaching AP English this school year, your host, Robert Bob Duvet, coming to you. From Duvet North in San Francisco, California, I'm actually podcasting to you from inside the mind of Ronald Reagan on the podcast that, like Social Security, is one big Ponzi scheme. Wow. Interesting. Uh, Because in the mind of Ronald Reagan, uh, wheels they turn and gears they grind. (laughs) Indeed. Indeed. It's a little dusty up in here. Yeah, but it sounds like he's got a radio playing. You hear that? Listen. What is that? Oh, yeah. So that's what's been going on in Ronald Reagan's head the whole time. He's been listening to some San Francisco pop station. Well, I think since you are in the mind of Ronald Reagan and we can't seem to get rid of this San Francisco pop station, why don't we just let it play like in the background through this whole show? <laughs> that sounds great, Chase. Hey, I think that sounds professional and exciting. We'll be like Scotty Farrell with music playing in the background the whole time. Who's with me? We want to be on radio so bad. Yeah, that we've decided to fight our way through this. Well, you know what this is? We are kind of a garage radio, garage podcast. So it's like being in a garage rock band. It's I've always thought that um, that song Mexican Radio by Wall of Voodoo mm-hmm. was about the sound that comes through a speaker while you're trying to rehearse in a garage. I don't know if that's true or not, um, but I feel like that's the case. Because you've been in plenty of garage rock bands, haven't you, Rob? Absolutely, yeah. And you know the sound I'm talking with. It sounds just like this. Coming through the guitar player's amp. That that strange, unexplainable radio sound. Yes. That is is this week's show. (laughs) The strange, unexplainable radio show. It it could be any week's show, really, for us. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, we're we're strange and often unexplained. I I like it because it gives me something to think about other than the heat. Oh, is it hot down there? It was 104 degrees at 10 o'clock yesterday in Burbank, California. Ooh. At 10 at night or 10 in the morning? 10 in the morning on my way wow. out. Yeah. That, is, uh, that borders on oppressive. It was unimpressive and oppressive. I was having uh, coffee with friend of the show, Molly Bryant. And, we love uh, Molly. Yeah. She lives out there in the Burbank, so I went out to meet her there, and I checked the little thermometer in my car and it was hot what you know what this radio isn't distracting me from the heat at all what what can i say because <laughs> they're, they're playing nothing but songs that have a uh, hot in the title yeah exactly school's in so it's hot 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 <laughs> they come on fire they go hot 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 so other than being inside of the brain of ronald reagan yes Ron, remember when we all called him regan we weren't sure <laughs> Yeah, yeah. My my grandmother liked to call him Regan. That Regan. 
<laughs> I wonder when it becomes time when we all agree on somebody's name. Because there, there was, I remember Regan being the way to say it until everybody changed it to Reagan. Huh. Interesting. I don't know. I guess uh, it's an Irish name. So it'd be uh-huh. probably good to ask an Irishman. Galvin! <laughs> Is this a new segment of the show? Ask an Irishman? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Starring WDS's Galvin from WDS's hit show, Galvin. Well, if Galvin's unavailable, you know, we do have that supercomputer. Oh, Renfro. Renfro! <laughs> Renfro, I have a question for you. Is it pronounced Regan or Reagan? The popular pronunciation is Reagan. Okay. Like ray gun? Like I've got a, a gun that shoots some sort of heat-seeking laser ray gun? Like a ray gun. Okay. Thanks, Renfro. It's good to have Renfro around. Help us out in times like this. Hey, yeah, Renfro. No, seriously, because you know what he was doing prior to that? He was what? playing cards with our guests. <laughs> oh, great. Yeah, who are our guests? Well, first, let me let me tell you. Last week, if I don't know if you remember, there was a suspicious package. I do remember that. You were actually podcasting from and inside. And I found out what was in the package. suspicious package besides Ooh. me podcasting from within the suspicious suspicious package. Okay. What, uh, what was inside the package? It was Kate Gosselin's kids. Oh, my goodness. No wonder. I get it. That makes sense. Sure. Yep. Right? She doesn't need them anymore because her show's been canceled. Right. Well, I never, I didn't need her anymore uh, in the first place. You know what happened to me yesterday before we get to the guests? No. Do tell. I was at uh, um, another person's home. Cue and... the music! <laughs> yes. There you go. I was there, and I, uh, I'm, I'm just not on the, uh, on the dole for TV shows, I guess you could say. Okay. Like, um, there, there's all these reality TV shows, let's say anything on Bravo, that I don't know of. And, like, not only do I not know they exist, I don't know these people in the shows. So there was some show called The Rachel Zoe Show. Oh, yeah. You know, Hallie went to uh, camp with her. <laughs> really? Yeah. Interesting. There seems to be a lot of things about people going to camp with each other coming around yeah. these days. You know, it's funny. Uh, she's a she's a celebrity stylist, right? Yeah. What does that mean? God only knows. Go. I, I'm curious to hear your impressions of Rachel Zoe. Well, I watched uh, about ten, fifteen minutes because it was just playing, and I was standing there, uh, mm-hmm. and I couldn't tell you a thing about it. I don't know anything about her. I don't know anything about the show. I she did a photo shoot where she was supposed to be John and Yoko uh, with her husband or boyfriend, or I guess it's her husband. Mm-hmm. And Baby then, daddy? I guess, yeah. And all they were doing was lying in bed, and that made it a John and Yoko photo shoot. Ugh. Don't you hate when people appropriate things? Just like the 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 general concept, and, and they lose all the, um, you know... Particulars. Yeah, yeah. They were lying in bed, so it was John and Yoko. Uh, and then yeah. she went to hire a stylist, and she interviewed uh, this perky and eager guy who wanted to be her stylist. And there was sort of wacky music playing in the background to indicate that she was dumb, I think. <laughs> and then they went to a commercial sh- showing coming up next, and she was having this argument with her husband. And I guess that's you know the what? show. I think the show really, from, from what I can glean from listening to your description of it and the, the bits that I've gathered, is it's basically her berating gay men. I, well, you know, I didn't want to point any fingers or cause any thoughts about the person she was interviewing, but I think he was a gay man, the stylist. Yeah, well, you know, let's be honest. If you're a celebrity stylist and you're a male, there is a chance... That you you may be a gay man. There is a chance. And they were confusing. He was on a dodgeball league, and she didn't know what dodgeball was. And her husband said, you never played dodgeball? And she said, I played volleyball. And she made a little, like, move, like hitting a volleyball. And then there was wacky music, and they cut to, like, the guys sort of looking at each other. And then the gay interviewee said, I think that's tetherball. And then there was more wacky music, and that was the scene. 
Yeah, there you go. That's reality TV in a nutshell. Wow. And this is, I looked it up because I was like, after 15 minutes, I just couldn't watch it anymore. And I looked her up on my portable look it up on the internet device. And mm-hmm. I, I saw that this was the fourth season of the show. Wow. I know. Amazing, right? You can extend four seasons of the, that banal, just, you know, semi-scripted with a wholly uninteresting person. Yeah. So banal. And the other thing is, like, we watch some ridiculous TV shows in our, in our, in our day, right? In our, in our quest for listeners. And the, those just are like, the, I, I, here's what I, what I always say to people, and I don't know if I always say it to people because it's not like I'm standing in line waiting for a bus and I say, excuse me, here's something I need to say to you. But really great theater inspires me. Like I sit in an audience okay. and I watch really great theater and it inspires me. And really lousy theater inspires me. I just eat it up. I love it. Oh, oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. Like I just can't believe what I'm seeing. And what I mean by really lousy theater is people who are so invested in something so wrong, right? They really mm-hmm. believe in it, but it's t- totally wrong. Not and, and what I hate is mediocrity, right? God, yes. That just bores me to tears. And this stuff isn't bad, enjoyable bad, and just like, oh, I love it bad. It's just mediocre. It's just banal, as you say. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's completely uh, useless. And we urge you here at WDS listeners to uh, write into us and tell us why we are not an example of mediocrity in <laughs> podcasting. How, you know how you can do that. You send us out an email at whatdovesaid at gmail.com because your emails mean so much. You find us on Facebook. Facebook number still climbing week by week. Climbing. Hour by hour. Search for What Duvet Said in your link there. Or if you're friends with Rob and I, you can just find, you, can, you know, go to our Facebook page and, yeah. and see it and link on it, you know. Yeah, I know I'm hidden, you know. I'm hidden from the public. People can't find me. Oh, really? Interesting. Yeah. yeah. So you have to be a friend of mine to find me. Because I'm Ooh, deeply, like you know, I'm deeply personal, deeply private person. Oh. It's like you being a friend. He's like you're like a marine. You're one of the chosen few. That's right. Uh, you can uh, follow us on Twitter, Bob Duvet at Bob Duvet B O B D U V E T, or give us a phone call at four one five nine three seven zero four four five. That number is going to be accompanied by some unexplainable pop music, and it's 415-937-0445. We explain the pop music. It's in the mind of Ronald Reagan. Ah, yes. That should, that, I smell a song in the background to lead <laughs> us into this episode. Yes, exactly. Wheels they turn and gears they grind. Uh, who are these guests who Renfro is talking to? Okay, well, actually, they're not entirely new guests, sadly. Kat Von D and Kate Gosselin are back to remind us that they still exist. Oh, good. Excellent. I'm, yes. I'm so unaware of Kat Von D that I thought she was Kat Von Dees when you... I know. I love that. I was talking with somebody about that. And I said, I, you know, I announced our guest. We had big guests on the show. And I could tell that Jason had no idea who Kat Von D was. And, uh, and, and that was okay. I was okay with that. Yeah. I hope you well, got a chance to, uh, you know, get to hear her... Husky throated, uh, you know, throaty patois. <laughs> I did, I did. It was very exciting. Uh, well, good. So I hope they get to talk about us, um, talk about things that they're talking about. I have some interesting things to talk about uh, this week. I don't know if you're interested or not, but uh, I know, am the interested. New, That's the whole the new, point of this. The, oh, good. The new fall season is coming out. These new TV shows, Ooh. and you and I were talking about how uh, we just haven't been watching shows. Our summer replacement shows are gone. It's the yeah. new seasons doesn't start until uh, a couple weeks from now. So we're sort of treading water in the pop culture landscape. So I thought, uh, you know, TV Guide puts out the fall preview um, magazine every year. Very nice. Yeah, and uh, I didn't know that if you know TV Guide still exists. Yeah, you know, I, I've, I've heard tale that there is this thing called a TV guide. Yeah. yeah. I, I use my guide on my actual TV, which is like a TV guide. Right. It's, an, it's actually a literal TV guide. <laughs> yeah. We're still watching Pan Am, right? That's our show. Uh, yes, we are still watching Pan Am. Uh, and that starts September 25th. Set those TiVos. Set the TiVos to watch Pan Am. Uh, so I don't know if you want to do that now or a little later in the program. I know that we usually move into news at this point. 
<laughs> yes, um, let's mix it up. Let's keep them guessing. Okay. What does that mean? We're a little light in the news segment anyway, so we, we, we have some time to play with today. Oh, all right. So let's do the fall TV preview, 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 preview. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Let's. All right. Uh, actually, what I'm going to do is I already have... I'm going to call it. I'm going to call two shows that I believe are going to be the first canceled. Okay. Fair in, enough. Uh, I might this... add one in there. So go, let's do this. I like this. Oh, is this a game kind of thing? Uh, yeah. I think this is... A, we'll, we'll call this a... Um, I don't know if it's a game, but it's... Uh, you know, we're, we're, we're going to set the... We're soothsayers. Yeah, we're soothsayers. Actually, I have three shows that I believe are going to be canceled. Uh, believe All it or right. not, and one of them I think is a c- controversy, pretty controversial guess. But uh-huh. uh, I'm going to say the first show, and I'm actually f- uh, stalling a little bit because I'm flipping through the pages of the TV guide to find the time. the exact. Yeah, uh, what we can do is maybe we can listen to a little music while we wait. Oh yeah, <laughs> making it work for us, turning adversity yeah. into versity. Yeah, exactly. I'm flipping through the pages of the TV guide to find it exactly when it's supposed to be airing, but I can't find it. But I'll tell you that the show is is called Man Up, with an exclamation Ooh. point. Uh, yeah, yeah. A, that, that might be a phrased out as well as a canceled television show. <laughs> yeah, I believe that's going to be the very first show canceled this season. Um, and if I could find it, I, I can tell Here, you that while it's you're on, looking, do you want me to read you the description of uh, of Pan Am for our listeners so that they can. Uh... They can follow along. Yeah, I do want you to do that. All right, let me do that. All right, here we go. I'm going to take this from the Wikipedia entry for Pan Am, the TV series, which is as good as the truth. Okay. And it says Pan Am is a television series centered around the iconic airline Pan American World Airways during the 1960s. The period drama from writer Jack Orman of ER fame and director Thomas Schlame the West Wing will focus on the pilots and flight attendants working for the world famous airline in 1963. Yeah, all right. Well, that sounds good. There you go. You think this is going to be um, a lot of uh, you know Mile High Club stuff and uh, probably you know what the the news of the day? I think we Kennedy was Kennedy assassinated in 63. I think. What Duvet said at gmail.com. I think it was November 11th, 1963. I believe. You might be right. Let's ask Renfro. Renfro? When was Kennedy assassinated? Jack Kennedy, <laughs> not Bobby. So I think that sounds like fun. I think the interesting thing about that show is going to be how much like uh, Mad Men it's trying to be or how much like Mad Men it's not trying to be. That's a, the, I think that is the good question to ask about Pan Am because I feel, you know, TV is nothing if not unoriginal. So yeah. I feel like, Somebody was saying, we got that hit with that Pan Am. And then there's a Playboy Club that's set roughly around the same time, right? The Playboy show you were talking about? Yeah, it's called, Yeah, well, you're right. It's called the Playboy Club. Yeah, so there seems to be a rush to get like a period, 60s period dramas on, on television. Yeah, so I think, yeah, because Mad Men is the, uh, is the you know, winning all the Emmys and whatnot. Yeah. And all the Golden Globes. That everyone's trying to get the new Mad Men. I swear to you, I cannot find... I have flipped through this magazine uh, day by day since I said I was looking for the show, and I cannot find it. Maybe it's been canceled already, and they've pulled it out of the magazine. (laughs) (laughs) Somebody from TV Guy went into your house and ripped the page from the magazine on, on the advice that it had already been canceled. Yeah, exactly. Oh, here it is. Man up with an exclamation point. Jeez. Tuesdays at 8.30. Late on me. Yeah, exactly. Uh, a generation of demasculinized men have three new mascots, thanks to this, thanks to this sitcom that follows a trio of video game playing pals, Family Guy Will, Man Child Kenny, and Love Challenged Craig as they search for a balance between old and new male ideas. Wow, I need look no further than um, you know my my friends and neighbors for that sort of thing. Well, I can totally see what how this you know what this is. You know what this show is trying to be, of course. Um, let me see. It's Golden Girls without the Be Arthur. 
Nah, don't think that hard. It's Charlie Sheen's show. It's the, oh, Charlie Sheen left two and a half men. Now there's a void that's missing. So let's make the Charlie Sheen show. We can see how crazy and wacky he was out in the world. So let's do that. Let's make a show out of it. That, that'll totally what, that'll work. Don't you think? Well, again, if uh, art imitates life, um, you know, look at all the movies that have been released recently. And isn't that the crux of it? any movie starring Seth Rogen or Paul Rudd is that there is a, a man child on the loose? Yeah, that's true. You could be right about that. Maybe it's it's Seth Rogen meets Charlie Sheen. <laughs> I can hear that pitch session right now. <laughs> There's okay, so Man Up, done. Man, man Up's, up's canceled done. as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, Man Up's going to be canceled. There's another show called Suburgatory, also on ABC, which I believe is going to be really? canceled right away. That's going to be Wednesday Maybe they should just cancel ABC. Yeah, I think ABC should just, you know, just should just put Leno on at 10 o'clock every night. <laughs> He's like the Grim Reaper of comedy. Yeah, exactly. So Suburgatory is... Uh, follows sarcastic 16-year-old Tessa as she moves with her single dad, George, from Manhattan to the land of Miracle Glow Lawns, whatever that means. Oh, she moves huh. to the suburbs. It's a girl from Manhattan who moves to the suburbs. Wow. So she's just going to be bitchy to a bunch of uh, townies. Yeah, exactly. It's Clueless meets Manhattan. Oh, God. Uh, uh, I'm getting aggravated about that show. What's it called? Suburbic, suburbatory? Suburgatory. Like purgatory, <sighs> only suburb. Suburgatory. Yeah, that's that. That If that show does not get canceled, I will start a campaign. I'm pretty sure that next year at this time, we're not going to be saying, wow, can you believe suburgatory and man up are still on the air? Uh, can I throw my, my one in there? And I, I hope this isn't too controversial or the one you were thinking about but i am going to go on record as saying whitney doesn't make it out of its first uh six episodes mm, okay i i'm gonna believe that whitney is gonna go the full season uh and you i think so i'm i'm not gonna say that has anything to do with ratings or popularity i think that nbc it's putting it on thursday night it's putting it on in 30 rocks place i believe or it's it's pulled 30 mm. rock off the air to wait until mid-season which i cannot believe um, and they're they're putting it as part of its must see TV Thursday night lineup. So I think they're at the very least they're going to keep Whitney on the air. Th- well, maybe through uh, mid season, and then maybe they'll shuffle it around and put it later on at night, like they did with that horrible outsourced show they did last year. Oh yeah, yeah, I remember outs. I tried to watch outsourced, um, and yeah, it just it didn't it couldn't do it for me. The thing with Whitney, which really got to me, and it's funny because you'd mentioned that the ad campaign for that show is all over, you know. Yeah. And we got a magazine. What magazine was it? It was a, um, a gosh, it was one of Halle's magazines, like an Us or something like that. And you know, I flipped through the first few pages, and there's an ad for Whitney. You yeah. know, it has her with making some snarky comment. And then I flipped over the next page, and there was another full-page ad for Whitney with her making yet another snarky comment. Right. And then I flipped through another page, another full-page ad, Whitney, snarky comment, and a fourth. Yep. Yeah, that exact It scene. made me completely turned off to the whole idea of even watching this show. The, you know what's funny is I experienced that exact same thing with this week's Entertainment Weekly. Yeah, it's, over, it's overexposed, and I think... If I remember correctly, and I remember being in L.A. when this was going on, didn't – was it Cameron Diaz or no? Heather Graham had a TV show that was going to be coming on, yeah. and there was nothing but Heather Graham billboards everywhere. And I think that show lasted all of like three episodes. Oh, and the same thing happened to uh, Studio 8 on the Sunset Strip or whatever it was called. Do you remember that exactly. show, the Matthew Perry show? Yes. Yeah, but yeah. – I'm going to stick by my claim that Whitney doesn't make it – Past mid-season. All right, so there's some controversy. I'm going to say that Whitney is going to last full season, but then it will not get... It's probably going to last full season and then be a mid-season replacement next year and then uh, fall away and fall off the table. That's my prediction for Whitney. Um, All right. I'm going to say that Man Up and Suburgatory are the two first casualties of the season. Okay, you had another controversial one, did you not? My other controversial one is a show called The New Girl. Do you know anything about The New Girl? 
Hmm, I don't. And it's too bad. You probably do, and it kind of breaks my heart, but it's Zooey Deshaniel's new show, Zooey Deshaniel. Ah, uh, yes, okay. And Simply Adorkable. Uh, and I watched <laughs> a bit of it. There was a free preview on my TiVo. You could watch the pilot of, um, okay. of the new girl. And I watched... Probably, I watched through the opening credits and then the opening scene, and it's just awful. It's just awful, and it's too bad because I really like her, but I can see her not getting and not being comfortable as an actress in the sitcom single camera format. It's just not uh -huh. her thing. It just doesn't. It doesn't float for her, and she's she's acting a little too big and she's trying a little too hard and i think she's being directed to do that to sort of pump it up and energize it for television um, yeah and it's just it just doesn't work you know watching tv i noticed this because my wife and i were, were currently on netflix where we've watched all the episodes of the shows that we've been watching and now we have to wait for the discs to arrive so we picked a new show or an old show actually to watch um, when we're having dinner, and it's soap. You remember soap? Oh yeah. <laughs> I do remember soap. Interesting, because I am watching a show with Robert Guillaume in it as well. But what is it you're enjoying about soap? Well, it, because it, it reminds me a of how television used to be, which was it, you know it's very written. You know, I, I get, I feel as if now the 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 actors are running the shows, like they're doing a lot of ad libbing. Mm-hmm. This is like very scripted. It has the laugh track, which is kind of, and it's a way overdone laugh track. And it's very much like watching a theater. Yeah. You know, it's very stage acted and even stage directed in, in the way it comes across to me. Yeah, well, the, the television shows from the 70s, you know, film before a live studio audience, the whole three camera Desi Arnaz setup of sitcoms that mm -hmm. used to be. Uh, the You know, that's... That really was done as a live play. You would come out and you'd do the show and you'd leave. It's not quite the way the Honeymooners used to do it, which was completely live and there was, you know, no going back and no changing things. Obviously, mm -hmm. they, sh they shot stuff and they would do retakes and things like that. But the idea was to go, to be rehearsed and go through the whole thing. Um, and the single camera stuff that they do now, this sort of filmic single, single camera thing, which I really enjoy when it's done effectively, like Arrested Development really, really pioneered uh -huh. that sort of thing. Um, and it's been kind of co-opted by The Office, which, yes, okay. which became this sort of like, we're doing a documentary so we can acknowledge the camera and look at the camera kind of thing. Um, so what's happening now is this sort of in-between thing that Modern Family does, which is like, it's really a single-camera sitcom, but it's also a documentary, so you can do that sort of jiggly camera, they can have confessionals and talk to the... Like, it's never explained in Modern Family. Have you ever watched Modern Family? I've seen just bits and pieces of it. Um, so yeah, I know a lot of people like that show, but I, I'm not, I can't count myself as a viewer. It's really just a sitcom. But they, I mean, it's it's a standard three camera sitcom with standard sitcom uh, mix ups and and situations. I mean, it's really a situation comedy. But every now and then they will show the actors sitting on a couch talking to these interviewers. But it's there's never any explanation why they're being followed by this camera crew or why all their lives are being captured. And it's it whenever it's not them sitting on the couch talking, it's it's. There is no personality to the camera. It's always just hanging out and watching. And that's really become the the go-to for this kind of situation comedy now. You know what I think that is? It's a cultural thing. I think that people – and I heard this in reference to New York City in general. Like people in New York City, uh, the reason why it's easy to be a celebrity – in New York City and is because that the majority of the people that already live in New York City feel as if they're celebrities already. <laughs> yeah, just the non-celebrities. Right. So like if they were to see, you know, say, uh, you know, Alec Baldwin walk down the street, their attitude, typical New York would be, hey, look, Alec Baldwin's in my TV show. <laughs> that is my life. That right. is New York. Yeah. And so it's kind of, you know, with that, there's not this like, you know, high premium placed on, you know, stars being some other thing. Um, with 
what you're talking about in these the kind of like confessional sort of things in the documentary, it's it's this idea that you know I think most kids since they're documenting stuff all the time on their iPhones and whatnot, they feel as if they are you know being documented. Their life is worthy of documentation. Right. Yeah. You know they're kind of directing their own you know reality show about themselves. Yeah. Yeah. And what's so interesting. Can we put that in my insight nook? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, here we go. There, we'll retroactively put this in your insight nook. Here thank you, thank you. That's one for the nook, people. Yeah, but what's what's so interesting is that the most popular television show uh, of uh, of the past ten years, or the most popular sitcoms, have been standard laugh track kind of three camera sitcoms. Like I've never watched Two and a Half Men, but it is that that kind of soap-like set. You just put a yeah. set with a couch in the middle of it and stairs in the back that lead upstairs. And that's mm-hmm. your, you know, that's the set. That's, that's yeah. you know. Wackiness ensues. Q Benson. Yes, Q Benson. I've been watching Sports Night, which is the... Okay. Which, if you haven't watched Sports Night, it's it's such a phenomenal TV show. It's so great. And it is... It was so ahead of its time that it was doing this single camera thing back in 98. And it wasn't this confessional uh, documentary single camera thing. It was shot like a film. I mean, it was, it, it was, it was, you know, shot like I a film. I am going to look for that on Netflix and watch that next. Not a sponsored Netflix, but they do provide quality entertainment. Yeah, I'm pretty sure like you can. Show. I think you can stream it on Netflix as well. So you don't even need to get it, get the discs. But it's sweet. It's that's, what I'm, that's what I'm talking about. It's so great. I, I can't recommend it enough. Everybody within the sound of my voice, you should watch Sports Night. That means you. You know who I'm talking to. <laughs> we, we, we actually have been doing our due diligence on this show today and really dissecting the cultural aspects of television. Yeah, we have. So there. Come on. Get off our back. <laughs> Whenever I think we don't have a show, we have a show. Yeah, exactly. I appreciate that. I'm, the, you know, I I used to get so excited about the fall TV season. Really, as a kid, it was something that I was really thrilled about, and I still have somewhere the fall TV previews, the actual previews from TV Guide from way back when, when I would collect them and get them and pour over them and get excited that there were new TV shows going on. And they still do this. I don't know if you even know this or not, but there used to be these sort of launch specials every year where CBS would have one of their stars come out and introduce all the shows that they were going to be showing. I remember CBS those. Yeah, yeah, well, they, they still do it. Uh, the the guys from uh, The Big Bang Theory are hosting the this season's CBS Fall Preview deal. Um, oh. Yeah. But I just don't I just don't care anymore. And I used to be a huge sitcom fan. I, I loved sitcom. I actually am, am somewhat of an authority on the history of the sitcom. I paid very, very close attention to that. You know, you want to talk about single camera sitcoms, watch The Andy Griffith Show. Come on. Mm-hmm. Who's with me here? Um, but <laughs> the the I just cannot watch sitcoms anymore. I can't watch I can't even watch, like you said, like you're watching soap right now, and I might maybe be able to watch soap, but for some reason I ended up, my TV was on TV land the other day. Um, mm-hmm. when I, so every time I turn on my TV, TV land is on, and so Roseanne is on, or The Nanny is on, or one of these past their prime standard issue sitcom sitcoms was on. Like, uh-huh. I never watched any of those sitcoms in the '90s. I didn't watch the '90, the Nanny or Rosanna. Oh, I watched the I watched the Nanny, but all for the wrong reasons. Really? <laughs> She's hot. Fran Drescher was hot. Come on. <laughs> okay, okay. I got a little thrown by that, but okay. Uh, well, you, you know, I'll watch soap for Adrian Barbeau. I've met Adrian Barbeau. Have we had this discussion? Well, hey, speaking of the Nanny and hotness, by the way. Yeah. You know, the daughter, the youngest daughter on that show ends up being – you don't watch Californication, but the, one of the main characters is uh, a daughter that the – you know, the, Hank, the, the star of the show, uh, un, unwittingly has a, uh, a, a tryst with her and she's underage and it's kind of the, the dirty little secret that he carries with him for the first three seasons. Uh-huh. And that, that woman that he has the tryst with is the girl that was in the nanny, and she has the best breasts oh. I've ever seen in my entire life. Oh, my goodness. 
Yeah, I didn't know. I wasn't watching the nanny for her back then. I don't want to get letters <laughs> of what Duvake said at gmail.com. I was watching it for the nanny, who was a woman who was older than me. Right. Okay. 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 Fair enough. <laughs> Just want to make that clear. So, but anyway, your uh, underage breast fetishization aside... <laughs> Uh, I used to be really excited every season. And I just, uh, I, I still tried to keep it up every year, even when I wasn't really paying attention to shows. I was like, oh, I'll buy the fall preview and I'll check it out and I'll see what's happening. But I I cannot tell you that I'm excited about any of the new shows this season. Like even shows that might interest me, like for example, Terra Nova should, should kind of interest me. Um, okay. Or... Uh, there's some other show. The the, the new um the, the show that the guy from Lost is on should interest me. Uh, I forget what it's called. Uh, oh, Person of Interest should should interest me. Ah. Uh, but I don't know if that's going to interest me or not. Oh, an, an American Horror Story should interest me as well. Um, but I don't know how. I, I I'll probably TiVo him. I'll watch him a little bit. But I'm just not excited about the fall season. I'm not even excited about shows that I like. I know this is going to be the last season of The Office. It's going to go off the air. Nobody's going to care that James Spader is now the new boss. Um, there you go. Yeah. No, I, 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 I'm sad. I'm sad that you are – your enthusiasm for television is waning because I know you to be exactly as you described yourself. Yeah. A cheerleader for for tel- scripted television. Yeah, and it's just not, it's just not grabbing me. What the, speaking of being a cheerleader for scripted television – uh, are you going to watch the X Factor? Uh, no, I've had my fill of. I didn't watch American Idol this last time around. I don't watch, uh, you know, America's Got Talent or any of these other shows. I'm at my peak of uh, let's go discover the new greatest thing, you know, shows. And quite frankly, I mean, it's, it seems to me like it's the same setup as American Idol. You know, so I don't see why I would be any more interested in this. Yeah, but it's got Simon Cowell and Paula Abdul. Yeah, I got. I was okay without Simon Cowell. You know, he wasn't missed the few times I watched American Idol since his departure. But it's got Paula Abdul. Yeah, so something tells me it's going to be a lot of that. Simon Cowell, Paula Abdul. They just swap one black guy for another. Um, and then they have this leggy woman that is apparently still out there and she's in the thick of it. And yet I have no idea who she is. Uh, I think she also gets replaced midway through the show without any explanation. Really? Oh, you heard that already? So they taped all these? Oh yeah. It's, it's pre-taped. Yeah. Hmm. Oh, now that changes everything. I thought it was a live show. We're going to vote week after week and that sort of thing. Well, I think they've done all the all the auditioning has been taped and they've they've, uh, you know, stitched it all together. And when they get to the live part of it, they've already wheedled it down to the the she's and she's not around for that. I don't believe she is. No. And also a funny thing that you say that is that this this show, the new girl uh, start the pilot has one of the Wayans sons on it you know Dame, the living color dave and wayne's Wayans, yeah. one of the one of the wayne's boys on it and for the rest of the season there's another black guy on it they just swap out one black guy for another black guy <laughs> that is terrible terrible <laughs> oh. that's my al sharpton terrible terrible but we will be watching pan am yes yes we will we're gonna give that the old college try yeah. whether it's the old one. mile high college try exactly well, that was a nice detour. Uh, is there yeah. anything in the news? Sure, surely. You know, you got me last week. I'm not going to sing. Good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Hallie got a real kick out of that. How there was just no music and just me scatting around. <laughs> hey, speaking of singing, I haven't heard any reports from karaoke of late. Oh, dude. That's so great that you brought that up because I would have forgot to mention it. So I, di- I haven't gone to karaoke the last couple, three weeks. And Ooh, you said it. Oh, I said couple, three weeks. I phrased that out. <laughs> oh, no. I'm waiting for like the, 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 uh, the ground to give way beneath me and I fall into a vat <laughs> of like burning hot phrased out segments. Right, like falling into the pit and the 
Activision game Pitfall. <laughs> exactly. Woo! Wah, wah. No, uh, so I haven't been in a few weeks. Closer to three. And last night I kind of had a hankering. I wanted to go. And we're, we're laying low because we got, you know, a big vacation plan coming up soon. So we're trying to lay low. Don't go. I go on Facebook today. I see pictures. You know who was at the karaoke last night? Zoe DeShaniel. No. No. Close, though. Uh, Trey Cool. Neighbor Trey Cool. Ah, see? I could have performed in front of Trey Cool. I could have done a Green Day song. He would realize that that hack Billy Joe they have is way past his prime, and I could have been catapulted to rock stardom. Ah, see? That's what happens when you don't go. I know, I know. I couldn't believe it. There's was all these pictures of him posing nuttily with all the regulars, you know, the people that I sing, you know, with and for, and, you know, we all have a lot of camaraderie there. Uh, it would have been me. I would have been in that picture. You know, me and Trey Cool, waka waka. You could have put him on the music show. I know, I know. It'll happen. I, something's telling me that now that the, the worlds are starting to converge a bit more, I will have my occasion to get Trey Cool on what Duvet said about music. So I bet yeah, what happens is new- Trey Cool listens to this podcast and he expected to see you there. <laughs> yeah, right? He's like, totally. That, I think that's more likely. Yeah. What's the name of your karaoke place again? Uh, Maggie McGarry's. Not a sponsor. Not a sponsor. And speaking of your trip, did you get your hat? There was a lot of talk last I, week about you yes. want, coveting my hat. I appreciate all the mail we got with concerned <laughs> listeners. Worried for my uh, my the back of my neck and the tops of my ears. I found the hat, Jace. It was, I just simply put in bucket hat on a Google search, and it came up. And so the fine folks at eHats, not a sponsor, um, had one. And it's great. It's exactly what I wanted. It came. I paid more for the shipping to get it expedited than I did for the hat itself. Ah, uh, well, all right. Yeah. Good. I'm happy. I'm happy for you and your hat, and now I can continue to not wear my hat. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Although you should, if it's that hot down there. You want to get a little uh, respite from the heat. Well, I have a hat that not that hat, but I have kind of a straw hat, which has uh, holes in it, so my head straw can... Straw hat, move. not a sponsor. Yeah, not a sponsor. Uh, nor is anything in the news a sponsor. <laughs> Okay. No, that's fine. That's fine. It, it it works out because even when you're not singing, we do have the Ronald Reagan soundtrack playing behind us. Okay. Don't forget. Okay, good. As long as the uh, the mind of Ronald Reagan is still just as sharp as we remember it. Yes. Well, here's one for you, Jace. Lynn State Technical College begins widespread drug tests. Widespread? You mean like are they knocking on people's doors in the community? Hi there, we're from the community college. <laughs> Apparently, t- uh, students that are attending Lynn State Technical College, and it's a two-year school in central Missouri, um, has enacted what may be the most far-reaching drug testing policy at a public college or university in the country. They are testing students that have you know enrolled for drugs, which is like they're a they're never going to have a good football program if they do that, <laughs> right? B, I don't like the, I I as a male would not want to attend that school because I don't like my chances of getting laid very often. Yeah, I mean, could you imagine if they did this at uh, your alma mater or mine? Uh, well, no, I can't imagine. Did that. you know anybody that wasn't on drugs? I mean, you were a theater major. Well, actually, I was going down the lane of I can't imagine my higher learning institution actually noticing students enough to pay attention to what we were doing. Right. Exactly. In a class of 400, they're going to be like, that guy, hey, why is he wearing shades? Yeah, they were too busy you know, build, getting grants, building things, and getting celebrities to show up and make a face for the community, my college. They weren't paying attention to my education at all. You had to you had to take care of that yourself, which is great. I think that's uh, you know that's what it should be. College is a it's a, a a training ground for real life. Exactly, and I have trained to know everything about the American television sitcom. There you go. <laughs> Useful skills. 
Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, is it random drug testing? Are they knocking on doors? What is the point of all this? What what sort of drugs are they looking for? These aren't the drugs you're looking for. <laughs> These aren't the drugs we're looking school for. leaders say the tests, which they prefer to call drug screenings, are necessary to ensure student safety at a campus where the coursework includes aircraft maintenance, heavy engine repair, nuclear technology, and other dangerous tasks. Oh, so I guess this is designed... Because you're dealing with people that are working on engines and whatnot that you don't. But the funny thing is, when the, the, in the real world, when you have people working these crazy long hours, you know, that you, for half of them are on speed anyway, fixing your engines. Yeah, well, what? Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, what? What? What drugs go through the the strainer of the drug testing, and they say that's okay. You can have the what was that uh, that stay up all night drug that you took so much of. And got really sick. Hell root. Not hell root. Uh, oh, uh, Vivrin. Vivrin. Ugh. Ugh. Revive with Vivrin. Not Ugh. a sponsor. Ugh. Ugh. Yeah, yeah, try taking 10 of them or whatever the... I did. The magic number was. That's right. Even after my bad example. Yeah, well, I just... I just uh, some things I have to... That was a, a beautiful example of... Me being told something horrible was going to happen and <laughs> me having to learn my lesson myself. It was like, why? That, I'm glad that happened really early in life because now whenever people tell me don't do it, I'm like, okay, I trust you. I'm not going to do it. Why would yeah. I do that? <laughs> exactly, right? That's funny. No, um, yeah, so, you know, the, the story goes on and on. I, it just was uh, interesting to me that, you know, the college campus is taking this sort of initiative. And will it spread? Yeah, no, I don't know if it'll spread. I, I, if it does, that would be the... To me. <laughs> Absolutely. I, I concur. Good. Let's, uh, let's move on to another one. This one, actually, I want to get to this story uh, because it relates to a contest... Oh, I like contests. So this story got off Gawker. Go figure. Not a sponsor. This no. is, I want this episode to be entitled, Jason, Not a Sponsor. <laughs> okay. Done. Done and done. So we got to get – It's the title of the story is Get Your Dot Double – or I'm sorry. Get Your Dot Triple X Domain Name Before Porn Companies Do. And the story reads – Today's the day that companies and celebrities can keep their name from being registered as one of those new .XXX porn-specific domain names if they pay $150 to $300. They can protect their name from sleazy domain squatters. Get to it, celebs and corporations. No doubt some well-read porn magnet has his eye on New Yorker .XXX right now. So my contest idea is uh, clearly WDS needs to get the jump on this, and we need to have a registered .XXX domain name, wouldn't you say? Uh, yeah, oh, yeah, we do. So I would encourage our listeners to write into us at whatdobeysaid at gmail.com or call us at 415-937-0445. Uh, operators are standing by. And in your, your emails mean so much. Um and let us know what you think our web address should be, our, our new URL, .xxx. Yeah, okay, great. Yeah, do it. I like that. I also love that this story is about if you pay us 150 to $300, then we'll prevent you from those sleazy internet people. Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, t totally. That's a good point. So look, look for, uh, you know, um, jamesfranco.xxx. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. Uh, right. Yeah. <laughs> the girl, what, what, daughter so what, from the nanny dot XXX. Oh, uh, don't get me started. She's okay. of age now. Okay. Okay. Easy. Pump the brakes. How about Kat Von D dot XXX? Uh, <laughs> dear. Oh, Kat Von D. Kat Von D. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, so I thought Whitney that was kind Cummings of a. .xx. I didn't read. Did you know this was coming? The the porn is going to have its own separate URL. I did not know that was coming, um, and I'm I'm just done. I've had enough. Like much like watermelon, I've had enough. Until the <laughs> the new thing comes out that is really phenomenal to me, uh, I've had enough of the this kind of thing. I've had enough porn. Yes. I'm done. I'm done with porn. Throw it all out. I don't need it anymore. Don't need it. You know, I'm not 
not very enamored with porn much these days either. It's uh, it's kind of looking all kind of samey. Everybody's you know working off the same play playbook. They're they're basically you know uh, approaching it from the same uh, point of view and angle. And uh, if anything, it's uh, much more on uh, into the uh, well captured um, random photograph from the streets. Okay, good. Everyday everyday Americans like you and I accidentally showing their knickers. <laughs> Ooh. Well, maybe not like you and I, but I, I get I know, yeah, about. exactly. Only female and way hotter than you and I. Thank you. Yes, indeed. Uh, is there any more news or is there uh, other yeah, let's news? Do one or last, is there one related last... to other news? <laughs> We're just going to keep this in the news. We'll, we'll get to the – because there wasn't a lot out there. It's, it's funny. It's been one of those news cycles where – the the issues have been a lot weightier or very political in nature, so I haven't found my usual, you know, Tom, Dick, and Harry stories. But yeah, uh, well, it is a it, it, we are approaching a you know a, a rather major milestone in the history of. America. I know. Did you watch the uh, the debate last night? I did not watch the debate last night. No. Can I do a Rob's fucking uh, tangent or something? <laughs> yeah. Here, here's the Rob fucking tangent. Oh, Lord. <laughs> so I'm watching the Republican debate. And, you know, it was a big showdown between Perry, who recently entered, and Mitt Romney. And I guess, you know, Michelle Bachman's kind of fading a bit. And um, John Huntsman is the guy out of all of them that I would like to see emerge because he's the only one that makes any kind of, you know, sense to me. But at this debate, there was an inordinate amount of time spent explaining um, their stance on creationism versus evolution and how, you know, they're still dubious on things like science. This is, this is a debate for the president of the United States in the year 2012 yes, that, is whether... Yes, they're hedging, they're hedging their opinions on things like climate change and all that other stuff, citing that, you know, the science just, you know, hey... At one point, you know, people didn't believe Galileo. So should we just alter our entire economic plan to suit science? Uh, yes, science. That that unreliable mistress. Oh my god, I couldn't believe it, Jace. I had to actually call my father to get a, a you know, a check of my sanity and be like, "Look, should we at this point be debating whether or not like a happy god created the earth 2000 plus years ago?" Um, and, and the whole idea of evolution, look, Rick Perry basically said that, you know, the jury's still out on evolution. What? Yeah. What jury? I guess, you know, he represents God fearing people and God fearing people believe that God created earth right there. 2000 years ago, put a Noah in a boat, gathered up all the animals, part of the seas and sent them adrift uh you know what here's okay here's the thing here's here's what i don't understand let's say that there isn't solid scientific evidence for evolution okay and what he's really saying is there there isn't solid scientific evidence that man evolved from apes right that's really what yes. he's saying that's that's yes. that's what it's about he doesn't care about fish or frogs or or adaptation of animals like that isn't what he's talking about he'll he'll extend it i'm going to believe to say that god created the chipmunk to have stripes on his back because x y and z and that's why it's not an evolution thing okay fine there 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 is no way to prove it okay there there is no solid proof of evolution is there i mean did somebody has somebody been around for the entire history of the planet to say say x y and z this is exactly what happens no you can look at fossil evidence you can look at the way animals are now you can look at the way animals were 100 years ago when darwin was actually looking at them and you can how about the ridge of a neanderthal well okay point is that um you know what the point is he's right <laughs> I'm with Rick Perry. You convinced me, Chase. Yeah, exactly. Hey, there is no evidence. Uh, but uh, here, I was watching a special on the Titanic last night. Okay. And the Titanic, 
uh, it's been almost a hundred years since the Titanic uh, went down, right? Next year will wow. be a hundred years since Titanic went down. And first of all, I just was sort of tripping out on the fact that uh, as of the time when the movie came out, it was feasible that someone was still alive who was on who was on the Titanic. That was kind of the whole yeah. crux of the movie. Um, and in one year, it's going to be a hundred years since the Titanic sank. So just to give you an idea of how human history and time passes, a hundred years isn't that mm-hmm. long, right? It's not that long. Yeah. It's uh, impressive, no? Yeah. And the, there's, there was, uh, they were doing this investigation on whether the boat cracked and split uh, before it sank or when it cracked or how it cracked and this sort of thing. There's, they don't really know. Um and some guy had a new theory based on the uh, evidence of the way the boat looks on the the boat. The ship looks on the ocean floor that he thinks it cracked a different way than most of the people believe it cracked, like the way it did in the movie. He doesn't think it, it snapped that way. Um, mm-hmm. And he had really great evidence and computer models that made it go, oh, that actually makes sense. That makes sense to me. But he said, there's no way to know because nobody was there. It was It was a dark night. 95 years ago this was in 2005 or whenever he did it it was a dark night and we weren't there and nobody can really say nobody can really say so that's the thing nobody can really say with science that that's the truth you can have all the evidence but until you have proof and i don't know what proof is if even if you see it with your own eyes with these people that's not proof there is no proof there is no truth there is no solid truth so if there is no solid truth in science how is there solid truth in god well, I love it because it's nobody doubts the fact that it's faith based, right? You know, but God forbid you have faith in climate change, right? Or you have faith in you know the uh, economic policies that we're currently engaged in. You know, Keynesian economics um, don't work properly for the modern you know age. You know, you can't have faith in those things to change things but you can have faith in you know our 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 god who reba is furiously trying to get as a guest on the show so he can probably speak to a lot of this stuff yeah but it's it it, there is but i somehow think that rick perry would not debate gravity uh no he wouldn't he wouldn't but what why wouldn't he though that's just it would he debate plastics plastics are created by i'm guessing scientists that looked into things that you know adhered and made a you know a substance that we could mold and shape and use it's just so everything comes from science at on some level yeah i know and it's just such a narrow view and the narrow view is the in the now view that people that uh, that people don't realize that there was human history and life before them and things happening around them i was walking down i was just having this conversation yesterday with friend of the show molly bryant um Uh and it it crystallized for me today because i was following uh i was walking my dog and i was following these two people down the street and one of the ladies went oh and kneeled down and pulled a lemon out of the gutter um, and she went, oh, and her friend next to her, they were speaking uh, Spanish, so I don't know what they were saying. But I, the gist of it mm-hmm. was that one picked up the lemon and went, wow, I found a lemon. And her other friend was like, you just pulled that out of the gutter. That's gross. Throw it back. And the woman went, no, this is still a good lemon and put it in her bag and went on with it. And there's mm-hmm. there's a lemon tree right there. I know where she was passing. There was a the, there was a lemon tree right there and it obviously fell off the tree and then onto the sidewalk into the gutter. But the thought process of most of us if we walked past a lemon lying in the gutter we would go Ugh, i don't want that lemon on the ground there i'm going to go to the store and buy a good lemon right which is <laughs> yes completely wrong it's totally ass backwards <laughs> the idea that you could walk by a lemon tree <laughs> that a lemon's on the ground next to and go gross <laughs> i'm not picking that up I'd much rather go to the store to get a fresh lemon. Well, yeah, because they put the little uh, they they don't they gloss it to make it shinier there. Yeah, with the preservatives. Yeah, but that's what we that's what we it's the reality that we are we we are so entrenched to believe in that that's where you're yeah. supposed to go to get lemons. That's where you're supposed to go to get food. That's where the good food is. Not uh, at not at the cow in front of you, and not from the tree next to you. It's at the store. So the idea that plastics are something that exist 
is like, well, of course they exist. You don't really tie it into evolution and God and science and somebody who actually works and is intelligent and creates creates something in a laboratory and works and studies and is an expert on something. It's what I was talking about a couple uh, episodes ago about the looking through the window of your car and visiting the plumber yeah. in one place and the plumber in the other place. These people on TV who are trying to be president have their narrow view of what it is that they believe to be the truth and are not letting in any other beliefs except that they're supposed to be representing most of the people in America. And the, the sad fact is, is that they are. And most of the people yeah. in America have this narrow view. That's what my father reminded me of, is that that's who they're appealing to and that's who elects presidents. Yep. Boy, that's sobering. Yeah. But again, nothing will change. That lemon tree will still grow lemons. That lemon tree will still drop lemons on the street, uh, no matter Those who's. Icky president. lemons from that icky lemon tree. <laughs> yes. Well, there you go. Well, that was. Uh, I'm glad we digressed. But uh, I have another news story, but we don't have to do it, man. I'd rather, much rather hear what you have going on this weekend. Okay, I'm glad you asked, Rob, because you never ask. I'm on a Mexican radio. Right. Yes, we're still on that Mexican radio, although it seems to be in a San Francisco pop radio. So there's that. Well, oh, first yeah. thing I'm going to do this weekend is I'm going to be I'm going to be broadcast internationally tonight, Rob. And so are you. That's right. I forgot we had that going on. Yes. Yeah. Mention that. We are going to be guests on uh, a different podcast. We're kind of uh, jumping ship here and we're going to head up to I'm going to say Vancouver's most uh, prominent podcast, wouldn't you say? Yeah, I would definitely say that because I don't know of any other podcasts um, coming out of Vancouver. So yeah. they win. Yeah, exactly. And I'm intimately familiar with Vancouver. I know a lot about Vancouver. I know the Tea at the Empress Hotel there and Bouchard Gardens and uh, Wrigley Field is there in Vancouver. Oh, very nice. Go Cubs. So we are going to be guests. Uh, the, the It's called the S&M Rants. So take a look for it. Uh, host Shane and Monica do this thing. We will every link week where... to all of this on www.whatdevaysaid.com. Right, yeah. They do a, a segment every week, much like we do, where they talk about the news, but they, they go deep in the news and they look for who they call to be the fucktard of the week. Um, and they find these news stories and then they bring guests on to discuss the news story and vote on who they believe the fucktard of the week. So Rob and I will be guests tonight on this SM Rants for. I'm voting for you, Jace. Oh, Rob, I hope I win. <laughs> no, I'm looking forward to that. So that, that'll be, uh, yes, us going global. Going global. Or at least across the border, the northern border that we yeah. share with the so fine Canadians. we can Canadians. get some uh, new listeners up there in the great white north for uh, Oh, beauty, go. So <laughs> I'm doing that. This That's tonight. And then the rest of my weekend is I'm, I, I am – taken a vacation this week really i've had i think i told you i had so much going on all the way up until this past weekend that just passed uh yeah you that, didn't even have a holiday weekend no i did not i had to go straight back to work on monday that i'm uh i am just taking it easy i'm gonna there's a, a youtube channel i found called hbo classics huh and They've taken movies from like 1982, 83. I guess some guy had a video tape machine back in 82 or 83 and just recorded HBO in the 80s. Uh, and there's a bunch of movies he's got on his YouTube channel that I, I saw millions of times on HBO because I was a kid at that time sitting around my house watching HBO that aren't available on video. Uh, the, so I'm going to watch a movie called Dirty Tricks with uh, Kate Ooh, Jackson. You have to send me the links because I'm sure there's some uh, some movies that I like to revisit. Well, the one I'm going to watch is Dirty Tricks. Kate Jackson, Elliot Gould, and Rich Little, uh, uh, and uh, a uh, a letter from George Washington kind of caper mystery uh, that I saw probably I can't tell you how many times I've saw it, and I haven't seen it since '82, '83. Uh, wow. Movie there called Pandemonium, which I want to watch with Tommy Smothers and. Um, Corinne Borer, friend of the show, Corinne Borer. And um, there's another one. But anyway, check it out. That's what I'm doing this weekend. I'm going to lie around and watch television, and I can't wait to... Good for you, man. That's yeah. exactly what you should be doing, mm -hmm. because you've earned it, quite frankly. I it. Yes, thank you. Thank you you go great. back to 1992, or 82, I should say. Yes, exactly. I'm going to go back and see the movies I used to see, and not That's watch awesome. porn. I'm going to take a different tactic. 
I know you've got a hat for it. <laughs> no, I'm uh, this weekend. We have a Friday night, a, a little a dinner planned at this restaurant that I've really been wanting to go to. Do you like schnitzel? Schnitzel? Yeah. You mean like uh, or German German food in general, like you know, uh, spatzel and schnitzel and you know brats and things like that. Uh, I like the brats. I'm a big bratwurst fan, but aren't they just all kind of wieners? Yeah, yeah. Or, or they do. They're big on uh, a schnitzel. Is actually uh, like a breaded veal cutlet, essentially pounded okay. out. Right. And then they they're big on cabbage and potatoes there. But there's this restaurant in San Francisco that I can't pronounce, but they do German food and they do the beers and the big boots and the whole nine. Oh, okay, very October festy. Yeah, so we have a, we have a big group of us that are going out to dinner. So I'm looking forward to that because I've wanted to try this place since it opened. And then Saturday night we're going to the fabulous Fillmore Auditorium in San Francisco. Uh-huh. And we're seeing Band of Horses, great band. And they were on tour with another band called Kings of Leon, who's very popular. And they were supposed to play the Shoreline, but Kings of Leon canceled their tour abruptly. And as fate would have it, Band of Horses was able to lasso a Saturday night at the Fillmore. And we were able to get tickets for it, sold out. So we're very look, very much looking forward to that. So we got The Rock Show. And then next week, we head off to Austin. That's right. So you will be gone next week. Will there be a music show? I know we won't be doing our show next week because you'll be in Austin, but will there be a music yeah. show? The music show, um, it is my intention to have the music show up and ready for consumption by the usual time on Wednesday. So there will be that to uh, satiate our listeners until you and I get back to doing the tank. Okay, good. And even if you don't get a music show, people can just listen to this one again and turn it up really loud and listen to the music yeah. that's been playing. Just like tune background. us out and listen to the music in the background. Yeah, exactly. We, we built this city. Uh, city by the bay. City by the bay. City by the bay. We built this city, city on rock bay. and roll. City by the bay. City by the bay. Knee deep in the hoopla. <laughs> so yeah, so that's uh, that's it. For me, I mean, I'm excited to go to, on vacation for sure, but uh, I'm not going to put the uh, cart before the horse. I'm just going to live these days out until I get to, uh, you know, hopefully I won't have to fight any fires. They've having terrible fires just outside of Austin. All right. I understand. Uh, I think you'll be fine, especially with that, that hat. So. Oh, yeah. I'll have the hat and I'll have God. God to take care of me. That's right. So thank you, Rob. Thank you, listeners. Uh, I'll see you tonight on the SM Rants, Rob. We'll talk then. Oh, yeah. And for the rest of you, that. we will not see you next week. We'll see you the week after. Can you tell me what the they said? Did you hear what the they said? Can you hear what the they said? Audible hopes you have enjoyed this program. Cause in the mind of Ronald Reagan.